is a sitting duck out there. He knows what he's doing. I am the law. Drop your weapon. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I got a full house. We're going to start with my Skype screen on the left and work to the right. So on the far left, I have Axelon. Axelon, welcome back to Hero Talk. Yo, what's up? All right, and holding down the center, I have Kinetic Nick uh, from Behind the Line. Nick, welcome to Hero Talk. Howdy. And on the far right, I have Goose, known from such podcasts as Hero Talk. Goose, how you doing? Doing just fine. Pleasure to be here. All right. Today's film is, I mean, are you guys ready for it? Because this is, this is the film people have been waiting for since I started doing Hero Talk. You ready? Judge Dredd. Um, I'm going to be honest, right off the top of the, of, of, of the bat, I uh, had a hard time seeing Dredd written across the badges on the judges and not thinking to myself, like, shouldn't that say Greg? <laughs> it should, yes. Yeah, like it looked wrong to me. I'm like, wow, I've been I've been looking at my avatar too long because it, it looked wrong. the first time I saw it. I'm like, oh, that looks wrong. It's supposed to say Greg. Anyway, before we go too far, let me just remind everybody: Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast, and while we'll probably try to keep it down to the Judge Dredd's world and maybe the Dread movie, our philosophy is anything that has been released is on the table and considered fair game. So you've been warned. So I'm going to start by saying that this is a movie that I liked when I first saw it, but now having seen Dread and having it been proven to me that you can do this the right way, when I see this movie, I I just can't help but notice the cheese, and what really glares to me now that I've actually read some, some 2080 comic books is just how much this movie has the look of the Dread universe, but not so much the anything else of the Dread universe. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, Nick, what did you think? Yeah, I it it I think it kind of comes down to the the casting of Dread itself. It, it's the same sort of thing. He pretty much got cast for his jawline, which looks almost perfect as he should. Yeah, yeah. but then I I've gotten the impression that a lot of the direction that the story took was from Stallone's input and it really started to separate itself from the source material. Yeah. I heard that too. I Stallone in recent interviews has even said that he uh he looked at Judge Dredd as being a, a comedy action movie, which yeah, which is and, wrong. And, on... Well, the, the one of the reasons that people remember this movie with some fondness is because of the ham, but right. it's not Stallone isn't exactly wrong in saying that it should have been hammier because it's it's not exactly hammy enough to be considered one of those just fun movies. It's got a real a real weird disconnect with the tone that it's trying to go for when you see someone, you know, blood spilling from their arms and legs getting ripped off and then you hear the Yeah, no, I I could see that. When you're trying to play this whole like, oh, we're we're trying to poke holes in the kind of authoritarian big brother society, but you know, here's some Rob Schneider jokes. Yeah. Didn't really go along. I don't know. Axelon, what did you think? I I still like this movie in that, that cheesy way. Like it's like like, you know, Van Damme's Street Fighter kind of way, you know? Yeah. 
Well, okay, to be to be fair, I liked Street Fighter a lot more than this. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. but it has the same yeah. feel, I guess, to it. Yeah, it's now granted, uh the writer for Judge Dredd or one of the writers is actually two credited writers for this movie. Uh one of them was Steven DeSosa, who was the writer and director on Street Fighter. So there's ah. there's something to that that they would ah, have it all, it all a, a similar together. feel, yeah. Yeah, other than yeah. that though, uh I will say uh the glorious glorious golden shoulder pauldrons he had at the start <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. I if there was one thing I wish uh Dredd the 2012 Dredd could have done would have been to somehow incorporate those massive pauldrons. I don't know. I kind of liked how Dredd sort of took that outfit and said all right, let's make it actually look like a police uniform. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I was hoping kind of like maybe he has like a dress uniform and he just has these massive golden like hunks of metal. I could see that there. for like a dress uniform, yeah. If, if just something for ceremonies, they would have the big golden ones. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. All right, Goose, what'd you think? I'll be honest, I agree with Nick. It feels like the movie was trying to have its cake and eat it too. <laughs> it wanted to be taken seriously, but it still wanted to be fun and hammy and it just doesn't gel well together when you try to do that i did enjoy the movie when i first saw it but upon more recent viewings like you said it just doesn't hold up that well yeah i uh and then one of the the big problems that that i had is because since the the last time i've seen it and this time i've probably read um a, a, i shouldn't say a significant portion because the, the 2080 comic has been going on since the 70s and and one of the great thing, one of the things I love about this comic is that the characters age in real time. So if you were to pick up like an issue today, Judge Dredd's in his seventies, uh, and still judging. So fifty plus years on the force, good for him. But uh, I, I guess because I've read uh, some portions of it and and filled in a lot of the gaps in my my Dredd knowledge, I spent most of this more recent viewing just picking apart things that just that I didn't like or things that I was like, oh, that's not how that worked. And I mean, looking at things like, well, why is that guy's not the bad guy? And, and, and I think it all culminated. The, the, the thing that made my brain explode out the sides of my ears was when, uh, Armand Asante p- opened up the secret package and it had his old badge in it. And it said Rico, because anybody who's anybody who knows 2018 knows that the name across his badge would be dread. His name is Rico dread. And everyone gets confused because there actually is a different Judge Rico in the comic books. And so people see that image and they think it's this guy. And and I, I see that and, and it just it triggered that part of me where like that's not what it's supposed to say. And it happened early enough in the movie that I just started picking it apart at that point. And I probably didn't give it enough of a fair shake this most recent time because the whole time I'm either picking it apart or secretly wishing in my head this was Demolition Man. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, I've gotten the impression that uh, this the story for this movie was this weird, like, mix of various different elements from different storylines in the comics. A little bit like how actually the Legend of Chen Li grabbed little pieces of different story elements and actually put them together in in a way that didn't make a whole lot of sense, but oddly showed a deeper knowledge of the source material than you would have expected just looking at the final product. Yeah, this it, I, I actually definitely got a feel for that. Like, th- looking back to the, the Legend of Chun-Li flick, is when when it takes such these random things, when I look, and it, it like it's so detailed in some of the things it takes, and then some of the other stuff, it's in left field. Like, it even, it got some story elements that were completely ignored or were never even touched upon in Dread. 
but it does some weird things with him, you know, because, I mean, in the comic book, it's Joe Dredd, and I'm going to call him Joe, because we're close like that. Uh, plus, if I, if I say Judge Dredd, I'm, like, a hundred times more likely to say Judge Greg and sound like a moron, so uh-huh. we're going to just call him Joe Dredd. Joe Dredd and Rico Dredd, they actually are clones of, uh, of, uh, Chief Justice Fargo, or Chief Judge Fargo in the comics, it's, they changed the name, but... They actually were clones of him. Now they didn't know the guy. The guy was long retired by the time you know they were ready for ready for service. They they were never mentored by him or anything like that. And it wasn't like some super secret either. It's you know there's actually quite a few more clones of him out there. But they uh it 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 just they they did that. But then there was never this there was never this whole oh I'm gonna take the long walk for you and we're we're good friends. I'm gonna sacrifice. Like Chief Justice Fargo actually ended up uh, trying to kill himself in scandal, cryogenically frozen to the point where he get anyway. Well, we're not going to spoil the comic books. You got to read it. I don't remember what year it happened. I think it was somewhere in the 1990s. So just, I just read that whole decade's worth of 2080. You'll figure out what happened to Chief Justice. Just a decade, Fargo. no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was the little things like that that, that I think I really focused on. Um, now let, we got to talk about Sly Stallone because he. I, I mean, I guess he had so much input in this movie. I, I, you hear all these horror stories on set that Danny Cannon, who directed it, never wanted to work with another big name actor ever again because Stallone kept saying more comedy, more funny, more slapstick, and he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And, and I guess, it, you know, I'm, I'm hearing what you guys are saying. I just feel like if you're going to do that, they should have gone all the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe a full on parody if that's what they were aiming for. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I mean, Dread is kind of more. If if you were to take a look at, at you know some of the, the 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 themes that you would see in the comic books and some of the ones that made their way into the Dread film, I mean there is some humor there, but it's kind of a more darker satire. And I mean, some of the jokes here were just plain old zany. You know, I blame Rob Schneider. <coughs> Whose idea was it to to get Rob Schneider involved? Sly Stallone. Ah. I'm I'm not joking. Like uh, the the original, yeah, the first that, that, that makes sense. The first choice was Joe Pesci, who read the script and turned it down. Oddly enough, that would have been such a different movie. I know, right? <laughs> um, it, so, it is a different movie. It's called RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, so then then Sly Stallone called Rob Schneider after that and asked him to be in the movie. Um, so Rob Schneider plays plays Fergie, and because I'm this guy who understands it. This guy is called Herman Ferguson throughout the entire flick until all of a sudden, one one time, with no introduction to the nickname, Judge Dredd, I, I almost said Greg, sorry. Joe Dredd says, um, Fergie, and he, when he yells towards him, like, Fergie, no, I think it was when they were, uh, they were being held by the Angel family. And it just, it, it was really fell out of place, like, how did he know that was his nickname? Did, did Joe Dredd just give an affectionate nickname to Rob Schneider? Like, what am I missing here? It was... Really jarring, but in I mean in the comic he's not some he's not some low life punk like you know Rob Schneider plays in every single movie he's actually he's sort of a he was a fugitive he lives in the underground area underneath uh, Mega City One where like the old New York was and he's a fugitive down there he's actually like pretty high up in the uh, in the the underground there uh, so he would have basically been Dennis Leary from Demolition Man to the best of my understanding. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. This movie, like, uh, some of the things that they changed, the more I think about it, the more I think, well, if they'd gone with what was in the Dread comic book, then this movie becomes more and more like Demolition Man. and Which, you know, was the movie that he did previous to this, so I don't know if that had any 
kind well, of... Well, it, it yeah. actually has a similar plot to Demolition Man <laughs> with the, the guy in control, like, unleashing this criminal to, to try to do his own bidding for him to get something else he wants, and then the criminal turns on him and kills him. Yeah. I mean, it hit a lot of the same beats. I, I, I'll give it that. All right. So moving <laughs> on with, with the cast, since nobody had any other comments there. Uh, Armand Asante. He played Judge Dredd. Notice I said Judge Dredd and not Judge Rico. Judge Rico was actually a clone of Judge Dredd who adopted the surname Rico because his uncle's name was Rico, that being Judge Dredd. All right, from the comic books, although died in the 1970s and only shows up in, in flashbacks, but this, it was kind of, uh, when this movie came out, they actually revisited that story and did quite a few, like, kind of made it a three-issue big old story arc for what he did, but... Same type of thing. Um, went to jail for a while, came back, and tried to, to take out Joe Dredd. I, uh, I, I like Armand Asante, but once I found out that Christopher Walken was, was who they wanted for this part, I want nothing more than that now, than anything on this earth. <laughs> That, that would that would answer a lot of the problems of this not being hammy enough because I mean there there's some really there's some really good ham from Armand Asante but sometimes it's clear he's trying to go over the top and not clearing the hurdle and one scene in particular that that made me think that was when he and Judge Griffin were talking in the office and and he was just with the yeah. A, what were the they ABC called? ABC robot robots? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in there, and he was like yelling about stuff. It's like, you just sound like you're shouting. This isn't, this isn't quite ham. It's yeah. just weird. He did a lot and, of shouting. Yeah. And I, I have every confidence that Christopher Walken could have made that very, very entertaining. I will say, though, that since the, they went with the whole clone angle, he does look a lot more like Stallone than Walken does. That's true. Uh, he he does, and I I guess at, at some point you don't want to have like Stallone try to play both roles, so you do need to have somebody that looks similar. But uh, that being said, I'd much rather see Walken. Oh, absolutely! I'm just saying, you know, clones—they yeah. kind of look the same. Yeah. Now, Stallone well, in both roles. Now that has some potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sly Stallone in Double Impact. No, see, now I think you got to go the twins route, and I think the other guy's got to be like Danny DeVito. <laughs> God. Now it's a completely different. Now, see, well, now I'm getting on thing, board. Even in the logic of the movie, if you're going to say, "Well, he's a clone, so she'd be exactly the same," well, the the DNA that they, the DNA sample that um, Joe Dredd and Rico Dredd were supposed to be made from, that Rico then deleted and replaced with himself, so he replaced something with the exact same thing. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of funny to me when he they got rid of the old sample, which was the same sample he was made from. I was like, so. I mean, I so I go to multiplicity on this. I'm like, so you're just going to make a copy of a copy. You understand it's not going to be as good. Yeah, that I, I was about to go there. Well, he is crazy, so that's true. Um, so this I, um, cl- cloning in this world isn't an exact copy. That's the only way you can explain that. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Really, there was now this, this whole the the whole clone thing. I'm I'm going to kind of jump off the cast and talk about the final climax, which is not usually how you do a successful podcast, but. Uh, they have this whole thing where he, like, he wants to awaken the clones and whatnot, and, you know, they, they keep all of that in the movie, and the clones starting to reach out, and then they cut everything that, every interaction anybody had with the clones, and it just becomes this big non-issue. So, you know, like, the clones are waking up, and you think, uh-oh, so Stallone's gonna have to fight off the clones, like, 
Oh, no, he's not. No, they're just going to run to the top of the Statue of Liberty. So the clones didn't do anything after they got woken up. Yeah, after I watched it, I, I, I was thinking about it. It's like, wait, did they even do anything with those? Or No. I, I guess we're just supposed to believe that they melted when well, they got out. I thought from, they died. From what I, from what I gather is that uh, there was actually a lot more to do with the clones, but they kept getting an R rating. No, they got, I, I, they got NC-17 NC yeah. rating because it's an R now, which is one of the problems with the movie. Yeah, well, here's the, th so they got the NC-17 rating, and so they kept cutting stuff. They submitted four additional cuts, uh, and they, they still couldn't get the thing down to PG-13, and they finally didn't have enough time, so they had to release his R. Which I'm sure did not help the movie which at I'm all. Which I'm sure didn't help at all. Like, you know, listen, when Dread made good use of the R, but the problem was you're watching a movie like this that was trying to get to PG-13... Whatever made it an R, and I couldn't tell you what at this point, whatever it was, like all the other stuff that could have worked with it with an R rating had been cut to try to make it a PG-13. I was I When I was watching it, I thought it was a PG-13, and I was like, man, this is the hardest PG-13 I think I've ever seen. And then I heard that I looked into it, and it was an R. I'm like, okay, they, they missed the mark pretty bad. Yeah. What they should have done is, since they ended up going with an R rating anyway, mm -hmm. was do what Scarface did. Where they originally like they had this super long cut and they they got an X rating so they so they kept cutting stuff out to get to an R rating and finally like all every every time they submitted they still got an X rating so finally they just uh, submitted the the original cut which is now rated R and it just pushed through that's what they should have done with here it's just yeah. you know what all this stuff we cut let's just put it back in I I agree. Because there's it, probably a, there's probably yeah. a, a a rating era element to it there too. Probably, oh, I'm sure because yeah. NC17 was a more accepted as a thing, even though it'd probably be you know box office death. So it'd be harder to to just get that, just convince them to get it at an R or try to run with NC17. That would just kill it. Yeah, I um, you know, another thing from this final scene that I'm I'm assuming was cut when they cut all the clone stuff out is the lab that they're in. I don't get why it started blowing up. I'm, I really don't see why. There's nothing that happened that should have made anything explode in that lab. And I went back. I watched the climactic final scene. I watched it three times because I thought I missed something. And I was started doing shot by shots. And the only thing that happened that I think could even remotely explain it is when the ABC robot malfunctioned. Because it started throwing sparks, and then you see sparks thrown at the rest. But then, like, all of a sudden, like, things are explosions, and there's rocking, and I'm like, uh, would releasing the clones do that? Like, what's going on here? Well, the clearly the reason it happened was because this is the climax of an action movie, so there's got to be more explosions. Yeah. Ham overload. Yeah. You'd think they'd um, at least establish but, why it was blowing up. Not yeah, just like, I, the, it, this the, is where the explosions happen now. The best explanation that I could come up with is because it sucked up so much energy to make the clones <laughs> that when you released them early and didn't have, like, a safeguard in place, it's still sucking in all this energy and it's not going anywhere and it's overloading systems. Yeah. That now, makes about as much sense as anything else I can think of. Was the lab inside the Statue of Liberty? I think it was below yes. it. Yes. The Statue of Liberty is not that big. I mean, it's not that big. However, like, there was, you know, when when uh, Joe Dredd's chasing Rico, they make it to the top pretty quick, which seemed like if I wanted to stash a getaway vehicle, the top of the Statue of Liberty would not be where I'd want it to be. I'd want it to be somewhere a little more readily available. I don't know. That's just what maybe, I would do. Maybe uh, that time that they were running up the Statue of Liberty is when Judge Hershey was killing the clones. Yeah, maybe. So... Nice segue. Let's talk about Judge Hershey. 
uh, Diane Lane plays Judge Hershey. I don't really like. Is anybody really recognize? I know, I can recognize Diane Lane, the actress, but I can't think of anything she's really been in. She was now. She wasn't Man of Steel, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Superman's adopted mother. Yeah, she was Ma Kent. Yep. Um. Other than that, I'm drawing a total blank. So it just it just kind of shows you that like, and she probably wasn't the best actress for this type of film. I don't think Judge Hershey was the best character for the film. Um, because, I mean, well, Judge Hershey is sort of a, a friend of Judge Dredd, and, you know, she does go on to become uh, a chief judge. Uh, I, I would think Judge Anderson would have been a better choice. Yeah, I was just going to say, that would have made a much better choice, in my opinion. Yeah, it would have been, I mean, because Judge Anderson and Judge Dredd work together all the time, and other than Judge Dredd, she's the other most popular judge in that universe. So, unless they were kind of really hoping they could have gotten that Judge Anderson spinoff movie working, there's no reason not to have her in this movie and, and playing opposite Dredd. But then how would Dredd make his, I knew you'd say that, puns, with a psychic person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was really getting sick of that line, you know, so much. I was, I was so tempted to, and I, I'd even thought about doing this. It's like the first time I asked what, one of you what you thought of the movie, just to, to, to meet it with, I knew you'd say that. But then I thought, no, you know what? Most people have blocked that part of this movie out. <laughs> so nobody would get it. And everyone's like, why is Greg being such a jerk all of a sudden? But yeah, oh, that was dumb. They tried so hard to make that a catchphrase for this movie. They, they really did. Um, now, to be fair, I, I would, especially me of all people, would be missed if I didn't say that I am the law, which was from the comic books, but definitely was probably was attributed to him as a catchphrase in this movie. Oh yeah. And when people hear the phrase, they always think of Stallone yelling it either to the people in the block war or when he's in his his trial, which is a little. Uh, I don't. Let me the trial thing, and I I try not to think about it too hard, but like if the judges are judge, jury, and executioner. Why was there a trial? Well, given the way the trial ran, I think it's pretty clear that they're out of practice. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. it was a kangaroo court from the get-go anyway, yeah. so... Yeah, that whole... I, I gotta be honest, when they went through that whole, like, okay, so match the DNA of who shot the gun to who... I was like, I really got a, an equilibrium vibe there, and like... Uh -oh. You know, actually, the, the, the DNA on a bullet thing, mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure which came first, and I may be going way out into esoteric knowledge here, but I think they stole a plot device from Tech War, if anyone remembers that. I remember that Tech series War with, of Bill, with Bill Shatner, yeah. 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 Used to come on right after Raw on Monday nights. Oh, God, is that why I know it? Yes, as a matter of fact, it is, and Shatner showed up on Raw more than once to promote it. Yeah. Now, I wasn't really thinking of DNA. I was thinking more just, like, ballistics from mm -hmm. his gun, you know, yeah. the real Dredd's gun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, like, surely they have some kind of, like, tracker on his bike or something. It's like, oh, the murders happened here, but he was blowing up this guy's car here, yeah. you know. Was... Or, you know, like, what if he has an alibi? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, as it turns out, he was teaching a class at the academy when this happened. <laughs> or, you know, you're willing to tell me in a society that watches what people do, they don't know who enters and exits their apartment at what time? CCTV or something, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. I think even more importantly, and you bring up a good point, is like, okay, so he was DNA tagged with the bullet that left his gun and shot the guy. However, it wasn't literally his gun. So if you were to even, like, look at the, the, the barrel scrapings on the bullet, you would see it was a different gun. 
Like, you would have gone into, like, low-tech what we had now. That would have proven it was a different gun. Again, it's not they're like really the out of practice. doesn't know that there are clones in the world. And you would have thought someone would have mentioned, hey, Prisoner broke out of our super prison just a little bit ago. You would have thought that would have made it to the council pretty quick. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not... I mean, I, I know they were trying to keep it quiet who it was, but... I mean, obviously, they knew it was a prisoner that broke out. I don't know. Maybe Judge Griffin said... By the way, Judge Griffin, good guy in the comics. Not a bad guy. Not corrupt. Not power-hungry. Nice guy. So, I think I think we all owe him an apology for thinking such terrible things about him for this whole movie. But, yeah, I, I it was it was a little... Like, the, the whole prison break. The the idea that the miniguns are set to somebody's voice... That... that, that was so bizarre because then shouldn't it they shoot at the guards too yeah then or they probably why? should have shot at the guards that ran in the room or, they were, or shouldn't they have been trained to recognize reason. rico's voice and know when he's not where he's supposed to be yeah well that would have made much more sense and like okay so focus on my voice like all right so what happens if you get punched and so you didn't think he was going to have a gun granted okay but what if he punched you in the throat you know like Anything that would alter your voice, and plus, talk about terrible voice recognition in the future. So his voice was a little, I mean, it was still his voice, and the machines didn't get it, and then shot him, but then didn't shoot Rico at all. I mean, it was, it, it was poor design, and I think, and I, I, I blame the QA process. I blame budget cuts. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Look out. All right. We're going to get some hate mail for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, it was, it was, that scene was a little bit ridiculous to me, and I'm trying to think if there was... So, look, there, there's one character that I, I really want to talk about. I don't recognize them from anything I've seen in the comic books. It was uh, Joan Chen played the Dr. Eli Hayden, and it really just felt like, well, we need to have a, a woman for Diane Lane to fight. I, I can't think of any other reason for this person to be introduced. I, yeah, was, cat fight, go. Yeah, basically. I mean, am I, am I, am I going out of left field here, well, especially when you consider that her uh, changing allegiance from Griffin to Rico is basically non-existent. There's no explanation given. No, there really isn't. She's I, I I didn't see it coming until all of a sudden. Like she seems to be kind of okay with what's happening right here. I don't know. It's, I was it was it was really and, kind and her of previous personal. line was insulting him. Yeah, yeah, he was. I I mean, aside from the cat fights. Everything she does could have been done by a, by a robot. Yeah, basically. You know, they they could have had the, the the robot do it do it all. Right now, how dangerous are these robots? That just a little bit of tinkering in the heads, and all of a sudden you literally have a death machine. So I I'm probably the only one here who has not read a Judge Dredd comic, aside from like one where the Predator was hunting him. That was a, that was weird. But anyway, is that is, are those like things in the comic? The robots. Uh. Now, I didn't super recognize them. The there is like there was a big robot war in the comics. And so I was I was actually trying to figure out if like maybe they had been used at all and and any they hadn't been in anything that I had read. Um but I I do think I've I've heard some talk. I don't I'm trying to think if they were in the robot wars or not and I'm I'm really I'm straining the 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 hard limits of my my judge shred knowledge, but I do believe they've been in the in the comic books. I don't remember them looking like that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we're overthinking it. What if it was just a subtle jab at Arnold? Could have been. Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, considered for the role of uh, of Judge Dredd. He turned it down, ironically, because he didn't want to have to wear a helmet the whole movie. Ah. Now imagine him as Rico. 
That would have been a movie. Now, see, now we got a completely different twist on this movie, and I would have watched that. Imagine Arnold as Rico and Christopher Walken. Arnold and Christopher Walken as Rico? No, 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 as as Rob Schneider's guy. Okay. Oh, no, not... No, wait, never mind. I'm mixing up who's supposed to be who. Yeah. So, you need Joe Pesci as Rob Schneider. Yes. You get Arnold Schwarzenegger as Rico. Yes, And then you get Chris Walken as Judge Dredd. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's a movie. There we go. We just fixed it. (laughs) Holy cow, I want to see that movie. I can't even imagine. That'd be, that'd be like three different shades of insane. Plus, would there be any scenery left? No. Uh, between no. the three of those guys? The Statue of Liberty, gone. Yeah. Need to need to add Nick Cage as Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be insane. You'd watch you you ninety minutes of this movie you'd be like, I have no idea what happened. I have no clue. Guys were jumping off of walls and stuff. I I don't even know. At one point I think the director walked on scene. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been I'd watch that movie though. I tell you that. I would. Director just walks out. No refunds, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. So I the story of this I think is something similar had been done in the comic books. I know at least one time Rico stood in as Dread for some reason, but again that all of this happened in the seventies. So I obviously if I I would have to have seen it in the flashback or something. And I haven't read that much Judge Dread, but um. I mean, as as a story, it kind of worked. I mean, so especially since nobody thought Rico was still alive, so you can sort of get the whole. Well, shoot, then. I mean, if Rico went psycho, and we thought he's dead now, and now Dread Psycho. Well, I mean, looks like there was just you can't clone, I suppose. So I get, I get it. Um, I really kind of, and I I said this the last time. I like the idea of the long walk. Uh, it's it's a really interesting concept to me. And I kind of wish the movie could have been more, like, get Dread on the long walk. And then, like, maybe Dread is on the long walk, get it there out there sooner, and then Anderson, because I don't want Judge Hershey, I want Anderson, figures out what was going on, you know, on account of Psychic, and then sort of has to go get him and bring him back. And I think I would have liked that more. I, I want to see more long walk, honestly. I, I kind of thought that's what they were going with the, the very first time I saw it, because he talked about the long walk when he was doing the little class at the academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, What's-His-Face was going to, like, pull his clout, uh, the, his his mentor or whatever. I forget, I forget the guy's name. Uh, oh, his mentor there guy? The chief justice guy. The, 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 I thought he was going to pull yeah, his clout instead of executing him. Mm-hmm. He was like, go go take your walk. Yeah, and that's that, that kind of... Him yeah. saving his life or something. Yeah, I think that would have made more sense, you know? And in this movie, they make it sound like the long walk is mandatory. Uh, and that in, in no continuity has it ever been a mandatory thing. You, you can just retire as a judge. You know, when street judges retire, they use them for admin things until like they're old enough to retire. It's judges choose to take the long walk. And they don't necessarily have to go out into the wasteland. They can also go into the underground where Dennis Leary's eating rats. Right, that, that's not the right movie, right? That's sorry. That's the different movie with the underground and, and the all that other stuff. That's I mean, the that's the movie that this movie wound up trying to be, and so they made it later. Yeah. No, actually, this came after Demolition Man. Oh. Demolition Man oh. was ninety three. Yeah. Now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, that makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, I I just I think I would have rather seen Judge take the long walk because I think that's uh, you you have you have a scene to establish their world. Then you know you have. You have the betrayal, and then Judge Fargo takes, 
pulls his clout to make him take the long. Probably shouldn't have been Judge Fargo. That's where you can use Judge Hershey. Make her the chief judge. She uses her clout to uh, to you know have him take the long walk instead of being executed. He takes the long walk. Anderson figures things out, goes to get him, and then and yeah, sure you can still have the uh, all the other people that were in there. Now the um, the Angel Gang, uh, they're actually from the comic books. I don't know an awful lot about them. I don't see them too much, other than the fact that Mean Machine looks almost spot on as to what a live action Mean Machine would look like, That's which kind of follows with right? the rest of the movie. Yeah, what'd you say, X? That's the guy with the thing in his head, the little dial. Yeah, that's the guy with the dial oh. in his head. Yeah, that was that was the Mean Machine. I think they just called him Mean. Maybe I don't remember. They didn't exactly enunciate his name as clearly as the others. Yeah, but uh, now they're they're pirates and stuff in in the comic book. They weren't like religious zealot cannibals, but redneck religious zealot cannibals. Yes. Um, don't forget scumbags. I, I would think cannibal maybe implies scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess if you have Hannibal Lecter wasn't all that much of a scumbag and he you was You can have cannibals with class. Yeah. You know what I actually kinda of thought was funny? We're gonna pre pre go before the scene. I don't know what that means, pre go before the scene. We're gonna go before the scene. Uh when they were in the uh, the prison transport that was gonna take him to meet the Angel Gang. And Rob Schneider has his shtick with him where he does his <laughs> Stallone impression. Total ad lib. <laughs> I I am very glad that it got kept in the movie. Yeah, because it's it is funny to hear uh, Rob Schneider as Sylvester Stallone saying, I am the law. <laughs> but I also, was, I got to yeah. say, yeah. when when that prison transport got hit with the missile and the guard that was walking down the, uh, the um, lane there mm-hmm. trips and falls, he apparently has horrible uh, gun discipline because he had to have been keeping his finger inside the trigger guard to it to, for it to fire from him tripping. Yeah, it was poor trigger discipline. No, poor I, trigger discipline, or is he eternally vigilant in this world of crime? I'm going to go with poor trigger discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, now, following the logic of the scene, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them. I've I've already gone like, all right, you want the Angel Gang to be hyper religious cannibals? Awesome. I'm, I'll get on board with that. You know, I have I have no real emotional connection to these guys. You can switch them up however you want. I don't understand why they would decide to eat Rob Schneider simply because he converted. That didn't make sense. If they were going to eat him, wouldn't they have just eaten him anyway? I think they were going to eat him anyway. So did they just I think take? That's him? just how they picked which one to go first. Yeah. Huh. I guess that's as good a reason as as any. Um, I was I was surprised that in this world, these guys would have heard of Judge Dredd a little bit. Like the way they were presented, I would have been like, "How do these guys know who he is? They seem like they're just picking off people who." fly past them but well how many of them did they actually have conversations with before they ate them and they learned about the yeah. judge who arrested a lot of them or probably have run into a couple of guys who've taken the long walk yeah so they, the last hundred guys they've shot down have all complained about this judge dread guy <laughs> away. yeah speaking of long walks and i mean literally long walks man judge fargo he covered a lot of distance I mean, he took his long walk. But by the way, this long walk scene is, like, straight out of the comic book. Like, the way it looks with the cross judges and, you know, holding up and the big doors. Like, it's it directly out of the book. It's it's picture perfect. So, kudos there. But he takes the walk, and then Judge Dredd gets in a plane. And on his plane, flies quite a ways, enough to have a conversation with Rob Schneider before he gets taken down. And then Fargo catches up to them in order to save Judge Dredd in order to die. He's on a long sprint. Yeah, that's what he took. 
That's why he's the chief justice. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. There, there are some bureaucracy problems in Mega City 1. It took a long time to process, Dread. <laughs> yeah. That's why everything's dystopian. There's so much paperwork. There's so much paperwork. I know. I mean, that's... That's part of the reason why they had to have the judges be executioner, too. Because can you imagine if they had to book everybody? <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. I mean, Soylent White all over again, referencing yeah. a probably unknown SNL skit. I don't think I've seen that skit. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, did he say Soylent Green wrong? Or? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was, it was uh, the skit was they had a whole bunch of sequels of Soylent Green. And so one of them was Soylent White because the future has so much paperwork and then um, oh. the, the guy runs in and says, Soylent White is made of people. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're using people to make paper. Yeah, and then they had like Soylent Cow Pies because they were eating cow pies and they said, it's people. Oh, man, I thought I was eating cow pies. Everything is people. Yeah, Everything and then they had Soylent Green too. It's still people. They didn't change the recipe like they said they would. <laughs> That's... I would watch that movie. <laughs> I would. I would watch that movie if that was the twist. And I want Christopher Walken and Sylvester Stallone. It's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> Soylent Green 2? Soylent Green 2, a buddy cop movie with Sly Stallone and Christopher Walken. I'm telling That's gold. That is I, I gold. Say, I want it now with the old Christopher Walken. Yes! Right now with old Chris because, Walken. Because, because and they're old about Stallone. to retire, so the whole thing is, is which one of them is going to die right before retirement. Right. And then, and then, in the in the finale scene, you find out the one guy he's eating the guy who dies. <laughs> wow! I, think we just I wrote have... the script for Expendables Four. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Walken, yes. <laughs> well, there we go. All right, we just got to sell this to somebody. If Sharknado oh. can be a thing, yeah, our it's... superior movie will easily, easily be. A thing. Yeah, I mean, this is top. Notch. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other like this. The opening scene, I guess, is probably the the one that people think about the most. Um, and I, I guess we ought to talk about the suit because it's featured so prominently in the scene. Yes. I do not remember the cod piece being so. I mean, the last time I saw a cod piece on a superhero suit so dramatically highlighted was in Batman and Robin. But you you zoom up and it's I get this is you watch this scene and you think like. Yeah, these suits don't translate one for one. They really don't. You you can't. He's got like the weird knee pads, and then the cod piece, and then the, the giant shoulder guards. And I'm I'm just I'm not on board, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you you've kind of Officer lost. Officer Johnson reporting for duty. <laughs> yeah. The thing yeah. that bugged me about the suits was like at the at the academy, like he mm -hmm. he's shooting the is it the lawmaker or the lawgiver? Lawgiver. Lawgiver. Yeah. yeah. He's shooting, and all of the rounds are, like, bouncing off the shoulder plates. I'm like, why don't you have a suit made of the shoulder plate material, like a, like a suit of armor, Yeah. when you go to these combat situations? Hell, when he was breaking into to the, what, Central or whatever, and then he had to get out, he shrugged off his shoulder pads, so apparently they're useless. <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't want them on when he had to, you know, yeah. do stuff. When it came time to actually have to get into the action, he's like, well, these things are dumb. <laughs> he just got rid of them. Yeah. Also, which was kind of, you know, talk about an overused, overused cliche. The whole, uh oh, the thing's not working. Let me hit it, and then it'll work again. Oh, and they did it so many times in that chase. Yeah. I'm. Uh, anyway. All that I took from that is that this is actually the Fonz <laughs> grew up to be Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah. After the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. 
It was uh, it was kind of silly, but yeah, the the suit didn't do it for me. However, and I've mentioned this in the in the the Dread podcast, I like the helmet in this movie much better. I I, I think it, the helmet looked good. It did. There mm-hmm. there was actually one problem that I noticed with it was you can actually still see through it a bit to see the eyes of the person behind it. it, it the lighting had to be just right, but there were a couple shots where you could see. Stallone's face yeah. through the shading on the visor. I noticed that, yeah. I'm still okay with that, though. Speaking of the helmets, yeah. Uh, going back to the little the little scene when when the he, he's talking to Rob Schneider on the prison transport, mm-hmm. there's this nice little uh, touch they do is where like he he looks at him and he doesn't recognize him at first. Mm-hmm. Then like he puts his hands like over Stallone's like top half, so all he sees is his chin. And he's like, "It's you." And then, like, yeah. after he does that, like, all the other prisoners start doing the exact same thing, like, in the background. <laughs> yeah, like, I saw that, yeah. Dredd. <laughs> um, I mean, he has the perfect chin to play Judge Dredd, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, he's got, he's got the Dredd chin, so I... Oh, yeah. I, I it's kind of sad that he then took the helmet off for most of the movie, because was, they got a big-name actor, and so his face had to be shown in it, but... It's like, well, you got a guy whose chin is going to look good to play Judge Dredd, and then he spends 90% of the movie without the helmet on, so he doesn't look like Judge Dredd. All I'll say in that regard is that Carl Urban does some damn fine chin acting. <laughs> he does. <laughs> you know, I've, I can't speak the praises of Dredd enough to the point where I'll even do it in this podcast, but yeah, I love Dredd, and I think I think Carl uh, Urban did a, a phenomenal job. Um, but I, I will say that, like, imagine what he could have done with Stallone's chin. Well, as is, I bet Carl Urban's cheeks had to hurt for a month after that movie with all the scowling he was doing. <laughs> His face was permanently like that for a couple weeks. <laughs> is anything wrong with your scowl. coffee, sir? No, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you sure? Yes, it's fine. Um, Here, we'll just give you a refund. <laughs> no, really, that's not necessary. No, okay, sir, you're going to have to leave. You can't harass me. <laughs> you're creeping everyone out. Yeah, but I uh, actually another thing in that in yeah. that uh, prison transport thing that I liked was when Rob Schneider was confronting uh, Stallone about you know the law doesn't make mistakes. Well, then why are you here? Yeah, I I that was kind of a character trait that it really felt like they were sort of when when that was the part of the movie where they're trying to do something a bit more serious, and the yeah. whole idea that Judge you know that Judge Dredd is so dedicated blindly to just the law. Because he is the law, and it, it just, it really, it made him seem more simplistic like a child. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas in Dread, you, you clearly, you get to see a completely different purpose. Like, he, he's dedicated to the law, but he's more like, I have to keep the peace. So even like when he saw like one guy, like we, we've mentioned him in, in that podcast, when, when in Dread, when he sees a guy loitering, he doesn't just pull him down and say, this is what the law says, blah, blah, blah. He prioritizes. He's like, you know what? I got way more important things to do than with a loiterer, so uh, just be gone. Yeah, as opposed to in Judge Dredd here where he blows up a guy's car, which probably causes a lot more problems than it solves. And, yeah. he, wa- and he wants to arrest Rob Schneider in the first place, who's clearly trying to avoid a firefight and doing something that an innocent person would do. Yeah. And that's, but, but, yeah. but there, yeah, Rob Schneider confronting him in the prison transport seems like they're, they're trying to get at a good theme that you could chew on with your brain meats. Um, but, you know, they, they, they never really did anything with it other than, you know, bring it up in a couple of lines of dialogue. Right. Well, I mean, I don't, here's the thing is I don't want Judge Dredd to have to be dumb. 
and and it kind of made him they made him dumb so that you could kind of show like so that us us the audience members could then see what he couldn't see yet and i just i don't like that i you know i like if you want to show him he's the super cop make him a super cop and make him competent and it just it felt like this was kind of a, a cheap way to sort of show like see he learned that you can't always take things so seriously but they also showed that he was competent because he knew the effective lethal range of some weapons yeah he did um although i will point out that just because the lethal range is 200 <laughs> meters doesn't necessarily mean i'd want to take a hit at 300 meters Especially what? when they're firing straight down, which probably extends the lethal range quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, no, the shoulder pauldrons, it, it's covered. I mean, even if it's not <laughs> lethal, it's still going to hurt. Right. Especially no, if it hits you in no. your face, the exposed part of your face that, you know, you're looking up to yell at them with. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, the glare from the pauldrons. The, all your arguments are invalid. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, speaking of the helmet no, that's again, what the cod that's one thing that did kind <laughs> oh. of bug me, is that whenever the microphone shot out of there, like, what, this is not a karaoke machine. What's going on with that? For some reason, that bugged the hell out of me when I first saw it. In the future, <laughs> you you don't have time for a bullhorn. All right, it's all got to be right there in the helmet. <laughs> Can't be pulling out. Okay, you know, you know something that's in the comic books, and neither movie did this, and I kind of would like to see this. Is like the judges also have nightsticks. They call them day sticks. I don't know. Maybe that's a British thing. I, I don't actually remember why, but they have nightsticks. Like so, there could be some hand to hand combat going on, and. You know, of, of all the people that you would think would want to have some hand-to-hand combat going on would be Sly Stallone. But, eh, they never did that either. Well, they did when he had the metal pipe and was fighting the, the robot guy. Not not the actual robot, the... The mean machine. Oh, mean machine, guy. yeah. I, I now want to see him and Rico dueling with day sticks. <laughs> that would have been a cool end scene. Oh, yeah. That you know the one-liners too didn't seem very Judge Shred. I just you made me think of this final scene with him and Rico when he's like courts adjourned. Like, uh, really, dude? Like, r- really? I don't. I'm gonna be this guy, and I apologize, and I hate to say it, and I feel bad about it, but I don't think Judge Shred would have said that. Well, we already know how bad the courts are when you actually get to one. That's true. I uh, one thing I did appreciate though is that it felt like a certain symmetry. Is that both in this movie and in Dread, it ends with Dread throwing the person off of a tall building. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, yeah, uh, because of this movie. When uh, the final, the, the climactic scene of Dread, where Carl Urban Dread like throws her out the window. Yeah. I was like, right before when he was like reading her like the charges or whatever, I totally expected him just to actually say that line, like like that. I knew you'd do that or something. When she just says nothing, just like inhales mm-hmm. the slow mo. Yeah. Just just because of the last movie did. I don't know why. Yeah. I figured that he would say that and chuck her out the window. You know, I knew you were gonna say that. I'm sure. I'm sure you knew. <laughs> I'll be honest. Courts adjourned. Kind of felt like a Schwarzenegger line. It it did. It feels that's like something true. I would say at the end of Hero Talk. I mean, honestly, doesn't it? Yeah. Like like that's that's kind of the the same level of cheesiness that was there. It's like, oh, get it? Because I'm a judge. It's that's what it felt like. But yeah, I, maybe I I'm I'm okay. Whatever. Rico dies. We think he just <laughs> fell off the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, but there's all kinds of cars flying around. He could have landed in one all Lilu Dallas multipass style, and who knows where he'd be after that. And that leads to Dread 2. The he search probably for fell more in the money. car that Anakin Skywalker fell in. They're all chasing Django Fett. I would watch that movie. <laughs> Judge Rico and, and Luke Skywalker fighting Django Fett. I decided to go Luke Skywalker, not Anakin. I don't like Anakin. No one does. No one likes Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> That's fairly universal, yeah. So, also, I, why'd they move the Statue of Liberty? 
I don't even know if that's in the comic books. I, did they move yeah. it? I thought they just built around it. No, they said they moved it. Oh. Yeah, because of the power blackouts they had before, which was apparently when they... I guess they moved it to hide the original cloning project that made Rico and Dread yeah. something because it was over the... I mean, that's kind of how they found the lab was because they there were power blackouts and it was just like that time when they moved the Statue of Liberty and I, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of just... Because in yeah. that string but of logic, Mega City One. I mean, in general, it it was, it was it felt a lot smaller than than it really should have. I, I mean, I, now I don't in the comic books like it, it's it's been bigger or smaller at various points in time, but it basically it, it encompasses the the major metropolitan areas of like Boston, New York, and D.C. So I mean, it goes like from Maine all the way down to uh, um, South Carolina. Oh yeah, like they, they they briefly show it on a map, and it takes up like a good chunk of the East Coast just on its own. Yeah, I actually appreciated that map because it it when when we were watching Dread, I was I I was really curious about the exact like topography of everything, and this one showed Mega City One, Mega City Two, and Texas City. Yep, and all that from was the comics. All, there was in, all accurate, and that's all there was in North America. So yeah, but uh. It, Mega City One is bigger in the comics. Like I think at one point they said out loud that there were 50 million people in Mega City One, and in 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 the comics it's gotten at certain times as high as 800 million people. But then usually some sort of horribly apocalyptic event cuts it down to. Uh, so I think it was 400 million is the generally accepted population from the comic book. So. And the movie makes it look like New York. It does very it's much like, like New York. Yeah, you don't get the feeling of it being this massive city. You get the feeling of it's just a big city like what we understand a big city. And it today. looks like a set. It, I mean, that's my issue with it. It look. It doesn't look like you're in a, a living, breathing city. It looks like you're on a set. It, it still reminded looks like me of a more the colorful, did, cheaper version of Blade Runner. Yeah, it reminded me of the way they did Gotham in the last two Batman movies, Forever yeah, and Batman and Robin, where it yeah. had yeah the statues and things that were clearly mm-hmm. models. Although. Yeah. Mega City One does, I think, look better than Gotham. It does, yeah. That's that's true. I, uh, it's not really saying much, though. Right. Not, We're saying the saying bar it. was really, really low, and it stepped over it. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I I didn't I didn't like how it looked. I thought in Dread it felt more like a real alive city, a used city, a used. Yeah. Also, things should have been dirtier. Um, I did like the the robot saying that you should use recycled food. It's good for the environment. And, and okay, okay for, for you. you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's got to be probably the, the, the joke that stuck with me the most. And, and that I thought was really probably the most clever is this robot doing things like that. Like, cause I'm sure <laughs> there's probably some like truth and advertising law that they can't violate, which is why there's having to say it like that. Well, they tried to, they tried to be a bit more aggressive with their advertising, but the judges kept shooting the droids. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of that that robot, how this did, was not delicious. You're guilty. How did he know <laughs> Rob Schneider was hiding in it? Because he's because. Judge Dredd. Just he because. recognized the voice was different. Was the voice different? Yeah, whenever he it, it, does it, kinda it like in, out near the end, yeah. he was about to get caught. But originally, mm-hmm. I think it was the same one. Huh? Yeah, I uh, I I I just kind of likened it to the fact that like I just shrugged my shoulders and like, man, this is how they made movies in 1995. Yeah, it's an action it, it, movie, so he in just in a lot knows. of ways it, this movie is a product of its time like that. They combine Dread and Anderson into one character, and Dread <laughs> is psychic. That's why he knows what everyone's gonna say. Yeah, that's how he knows. All right, you know what? That's a high note. Let's start moving on towards uh, everyone's favorite parts because we're never gonna find a funnier joke than that. <laughs> All right, so 
Now is the time on Hero Talk where we talk about what our favorite part of the movie was. And I'm going to start on the right side of my Skype screen and go with Goose. Goose, what was your favorite part of Judge Dredd? My favorite part has got to be the opening, just because of how over the top it is. Mm-hmm. With like, like you were saying, the reveal, you do the slow pan, the then you have the infamous, yeah. yeah, the infamous, I am the law, yeah. and there it is. The criminals are just shooting at him. He's like, "It's fine, everybody, just come on out. They can't hit us from here." Like that's not what you said, but all right, we'll come out. <laughs> then they go up to the top, and I just love the fact that when he breaks in the door, he's like, "Rookie, no!" It's like, "Rookie." Who the hell brought the rookie on the call? Wait a minute. Don't yeah. you have to go to the academy and get trained on not doing stupid things before you get the pauldrons? Y- yeah. You, the rookie shouldn't have gold pauldrons yet, I think. <laughs> they I think should that's, be bronze. Yeah. Or bronze, or maybe like paper mache. But it all it also led to a, a very good uh, dialogue with him and the guy he was accusing, which I saw a mile away, but he was like, he's listing all the things he did wrong. And he starts with all the minor ones instead of, like, going right to killing a street judge. And when he goes to killing a street judge, like, let me guess, life? And I'm like, no, dude, why'd you set him up like that? <laughs> he just goes, no, death. I'm like, well, yeah, I saw that coming. When that's I also where you get 20 years. He just goes, and before he shoots him, like, you know, you're not hitting him. You're pulling a trigger. There's no yeah. exertion here. What yeah. are you doing? You're, you're telegraphing your shot. Well, he's psychic anyway, so he would turn around and shot him and said death. <laughs> so. yeah, it was, yeah, it was a little... I just thought it was silly when he's like, you know, talks about a couple of things he did, and he's like, in 20 years. I'm like, well, do, you're going to shoot him anyway. Just, do you really need to explain to him why you're going to shoot him? You know yes. what I mean? Like, I just. He is the law. You, you know what? I am the law, and I say you don't have to do that. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just saying, Carl Urban wouldn't have done that. Carl Urban would have just shot him. The law clearly states we must start with the most minor offenses and work our way up. Yeah, Carl Urban would not have done that. Carl Urban, he was he was very good in his movie. And like, as soon as it gets bad enough to where I have to shoot you, I'm just gonna shoot you. I'm not gonna explain to you why. I'm just gonna do it because I'm a judge. You know why you did it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you did. All right, uh, Nick, what was your favorite part of Judge Dredd? Well, I understand uh, uh, saying the opening scene, but after seeing the the slow mo sparkly shoot 'em up scene in Dread, I could I couldn't go with that. In retrospect, it makes this less impressive and memorable for me. Um, yeah. I am probably going to go with something really strange, but it is what gave me like the deepest like smile and chuckle. Um, because I mean, it's a hammy movie and I'm going to go with a stupid punchline, but when they were running through the incinerator and they, they do their, uh, you know, running away from fire thing and they fall through the, the shoot and, uh, Rob Schneider gets up. It's like, I'm alive. And then Stallone gets up. It's like, Oh, so are you. <laughs> I knew you'd <laughs> say it's that. A, it's a stupid joke, <laughs> but in a stupid movie, it's, it's the one that put the biggest smile on my face. Yeah, that's fair. The look on Stallone's face is just classic in that thing, because he just <laughs> looks over like, really? Yeah. All right, Exelon, what was your favorite part? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Goose. Uh, definitely the opening scene. Uh, if they had kept that level of quality from the opening scene throughout the rest of the movie, I think people would remember this movie differently. Yeah, I think it would have been a more fun action movie, rather than yes. when it, it tried to be smarter than it really was. All right, so now on to me, and I think, so we're going to do a, a first-time, three-time agreement on, on Hero Talk, because the opening scene was also my favorite part of this movie. I mean, any basically any time I can hear Sylvester Stallone yell, I am the law, it's it's going to be my favorite part of the movie. Uh, so honorable mention to later during the trial when he yells he is the law, 
and to the uh, prison transfer scene when Rob Schneider <laughs> says, Armrullah, in, in his Judge Dredd voice. So, and then there's the honorable, honorable mention where he's like, you betrayed the law! <laughs> yeah. So and anyway, I was that was that was my favorite. But plus that scene, it was it was fun. And that scene, it was still a fun movie before it tried to get too smart. And so yeah, that's what that's really what they should have done with the whole the whole time. Before we score this movie, there's one thing I I I can't believe that I haven't brought it up yet, but I need to to mention this. And the, the final scene of the movie where Judge Hershey gives a kiss to Judge Dredd, and it's all like, oh, get it? There's a romantic interest. Alright, that is uh, against regulations for street judges to have personal relationships, especially with each other. Uh, they are, in fact, required to be celibate. And so, right there, both of them would have been judged. So, there you go. The movie broke. Broke broke the, the universe. Well, if it took that long for it to break, then I think yeah. overall it did okay. Yeah, I just it was. I thought it was at least worth mentioning that, like, hey, that's actually would not have happened in the comic books. All right, let's score it. I'm gonna go in the opposite order. I don't remember what order I went in. So, all right, I'm just gonna go in any old order. And Nick, I'm gonna start with you. What would you give this movie? Well, <clears throat> I actually um, every time I try to think of this movie, I try to remember things that happened in it, and the stuff that I can remember is about 15 minutes worth of content. It, it, I mean, there's some really significant hammy fun bits in there, but the rest of it just feels so empty to me. So I'm going to give it the percentage. I'm going to give it the percentage of time that Stallone was wearing the helmet. All right. So like 2%. Something like that. Yeah. All right. I didn't take out the stopwatch. I didn't care enough. I, neither did I, but it did, was not enough. All right. Uh, excellent. What would you give Judge Dredd? I, I would give this. Three broken flying space future motorcycles out of five. Nah, that's a fair rating, I think. All right, Goose, how about you? I give it two cod piece out of five. Two cod piece out of five. <laughs> All right. Now for me, for the charge of ignoring a good and rich comic book universe and allowing Sly Stallone to inject inappropriate humor and not enough fun into this movie, I sentence Judge Dredd to 15 years at the Aspen Penal Colony. I don't know what that Tough, translates to. Fair. Yeah, I, but I think it's it's fair. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, that was uh, that was Judge Dredd. Guys, thanks for coming on. Nice to be here, man. Thanks for having us. Court will soon be adjourned. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start doing that from now on, just just because. All but right. Not? You are the law. The reason anything happened in this movie was because because I knew you were gonna say that. All right. On behalf of my panel, please guys. don't start doing that. <laughs> no, 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 I think I think it should happen. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Go ahead, somebody say something. No, I knew you were gonna say that. All right. On behalf of my <laughs> panel, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, hey, if you have a movie you want us to discuss, or if you want to try to get in on one of these with us, you can go ahead. Email herotalk at enthusiasts.com. Uh, for more podcasts, let's plays, articles, videos, and reviews, visit enthusiacs.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and as always, I will see you all right back here for the next Hero Talk. Hero Talk.